Is it your fear if you play too much tennis, you're going to become Novak Djokovic? Is that also a concern of yours? I test people in the office all the time, and most can't come close to what they should be able to. Hey, Howard, how's it going? It's good, Paul. How are you? I'm good. I'm not nearly as buff as I should be, apparently, though. <laughs> I had a CAC score of zero today, so I'm pretty hot. You were telling me that that's, I don't want to accuse you of making anything up, but that's unicorn level stuff, isn't it? I mean, it's really unusual. It was astonishing. I think the stats are only, I think 65 or 70% of people my age have a non-zero CAC score. So, Yeah, I was, I was looking at it the other day and I saw that and I saw that not, there's actually almost a non-linear increase in, in CAC scores over about age 45, which is interesting in and of itself because it is, you know, that just shows you how quickly this stuff excels. And it's super unusual once it's gone up to some pick some level for it to ever come back down again. Well, I suppose Correct. it couldn't if you died or something, but I mean, it's otherwise not going to come back down. Supposedly, the PCSK9 inhibitors might uh, regress them a little, but yeah. and the statins can make it worse, even though your risk of dying decreases. But it'll be no, an interesting a, topic for a future podcast. You're a lucky man. It's so hard as you get over 30, 40, 50 to maintaining, let's leave aside our, one of our favorite topics, endurance, because today we're going to sarcopenia and, and muscle atonement and, and the things you can do about it. It gets so darn hard to manage that stuff as you get older. But, and this is something, honestly, you forced a religious conversion in me on this. It's something that's just so crazy important. It's really astonishing. Muscle mass as correlates with longevity. And unfortunately, what we fail to realize is that this has crept up on us, right? Yeah. We find it harder to open jars, harder to lift <laughs> things, harder to yeah. move things. Yeah. We don't, and we don't even think, think twice about it. We don't realize that this process has started, nor do we know how it ends. But for those of us who do, it's not a pretty picture. And I've seen this movie far too many times. I bet you have. I mean... The fundamental issue is, all else equal, even if I stay active, there is going to be an age-related decline in muscle tone as you get older. I ran into something, I think I sent it to you the other day, but they were talking about how it's actually a little bit more nefarious than just the loss of, of, of strength, or specifically, I'm just going to use tone for a specific reason here, but it's not just, it's not just strength, it's the idea that actually people stay fairly strong for quite a long time as long as they're modestly active. My dad, until relatively recently, could have clobbered me in an arm wrestling contest. But what they lose, yeah, f even faster than strength, is they lose power. So this ability to exert force per unit time, which right. I found really intriguing. Right. Associated with the muscle mass, I think we lose approximately 1% of, of muscle mass per year after 45 or 50, and it does accelerate a bit, but we lose 3% of our power, which is really an impressive number if we <laughs> yeah, compound that a, over 30 years. Yeah, that's, if you do financial math here, that's essentially like saying you lose all of it over the course of two decades. 
which is right. astonishing, right? I mean, that's, an, that's a compounding loss of power. And the power matters because for the most part, I'm not lifting heavy objects every day, all day, and as I practically wander around and do things. But is it nice to be able to hop up onto something, run three, five, 10, 20 steps? Power, your ability to do stuff per unit time turns out to be a much more functional measure that deteriorates quickly and all of a sudden it's gone and, and people didn't even realize it was going. And it starts as an in inconvenience. So you need your kid to help you lug 50-pound bags of mulch around. But <laughs> as you get older, that's what's going to slow you down, put you on a cane, put you in a wheelchair, and yeah. perhaps even put you in a grave. I'm I'm a convert to this, and I'm sure, well, you obviously are, and maybe we're the only ones. <laughs> no, that's not true. There's lots of other people. But what I find when I talk to people about this subject is that, and no, this is no pun intended, but the people are very resistant to the idea of resistance training. Or at the very least, if they're not resistant to it, they have a very strange idea of what they should do. Like, I'll see people lifting, I don't know, they'll be walking down the street carrying two-pound weights in their arms, Right. And that's nice, and I guess it's better than zero, but I'm a bit at a loss to think what specifically they think they're doing. And granted, there may be some muscular skeletal condition about which I'm not aware, and that's fine. But I see that a heck of a lot. And yet, and I also see, as I said, this incredible resistance. And it's not necessarily that the cliche is that it's gender-based, that let's say for specifically women are more resistant to resistance training, but that's not true either. It just seems like there is a general resistance to even doing it. And it's, I, I've always had a bunch of hypotheses like gyms are scary places. I know I hate gyms. For a long time, I wouldn't go there because they were all these great big dudes and weird shirts and stuff. And I just felt like there was too, testo too much testosterone. I need to get out of here. Um, maybe fear of injury. I'm trying to think, like, what what's keeps people, why is there this, this strange idea that I should stay away from resistance training when these people are perfectly happy to walk around the mall for an hour? I think most, first, most people will associate resistance training with weight training, heavyweight training, and muscle heads and muscle bodies and beach yeah. bodies, etc. Yeah. But on the other hand, I also see and discuss this with a ton of people who have the misconception of what exercise is. Oh, I'll see them and we talk about, okay, you have a little bit of arthritis. The best thing that we can do for your longevity and for your knee is e exercise. And they immediately come back and say, I walk two miles every night after dinner. Uh -huh. And I pull out a handout you know, that describes what exercise is to me. Right, and that's aerobic training, HIT training, uh, resistance training, and balance training. <laughs> and oh, I can't do all that. Sure, you can. And we start <laughs> to go through how. So I uh, think that people misunderstand okay. how important maintaining their muscle mass is. But and I also think, and that's a really good point on the gym head thing. I get these crazy people complaints back from people saying, "Well, I can't do that because I don't want to get bulky." I said, do you have the same reaction about playing tennis? Is it your fear if you play too much tennis, you're going to become Novak Djokovic? Is that also a concern of yours? Huh. Because that's pretty unlikely. But, this, but there's some strange thing where people think, if I start lifting weights, I'm going to look like Schwarzenegger in the 70s. And I don't, and I don't want to look like that. They do have what a lot of people, I'd say over the age of 45, 50, 
It's the fear of injuring themselves. Yeah. Without a doubt. They've been told, perhaps even by a physician, don't overdo it. You have some arthritis. You don't want to make your arthritis worse. The concept that that arthritis is a mechanical process or a wear and tear process still pervades not only the medical community, but obviously the population at large. People don't understand it's a biological process and actually resistance training can mitigate the downsides of the arthritic process. I find people are so much more willing. They'll find 45 minutes to do voodoo or whatever, and that's great. I'm glad you do it. and It makes you happy. I'm all for it. But don't confuse that with targeted resistance training, targeted high-intensity interval training, and even more fundamental, and I got into this the other day with someone who had who had a back problem. They just pulled their, a muscle in their back years ago, and then they pulled it again more recently. And said, oh, I can't do any resistance training because I'm afraid that I'll hurt my back. I'm just doing stretching and what have you. Well, And so my answer was, I get that. And you need to be very careful. Backs are very twitchy, awful things. But did you hurt your back stretching? Was that how you hurt it? Because that's that's the thing you're trying to make it more flexible. No, I didn't hurt it stretching. I hurt it lifting something. Aha. So if you hurt it lifting something... Would it not stand to reason that the thing you want to do, at the very least, is help other muscles in your back become more protective with respect to whatever the weak parts in in the chain that comes down, you know, from your shoulders to your to your butt, and find ways to allow your other muscles that are healthier to be have have a more protective role? And they looked at me like I was completely unhinged, <laughs> which may be true, but I thought that was really interesting. People draw these strange associations, right? They associate whatever they're doing. This is the end of the free public preview of the Simpla Vita podcast. For the full podcast, including a transcript and show notes, you can upgrade at simplavita.com. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. We will not respond to requests for medical advice.